Touch your neighbor and say, faith, 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 faith. Today, if you're taking notes, you can uh, put down uh, my message title. It's called The Attitude of Faith. And um, obviously, we're talking about going into 2017 with great power and uh, with what God wants to do. But how many of you know it takes faith to believe? And it takes faith to see God move. And it takes faith uh, to trust the Lord. But God is moved by your faith. God is moved by you trusting him. God is moved when he sees you step out in faith. So it's going to be really good. All right, I give you all permissions to take out your phone. Okay, everybody take out your phone. Take out your phone. Okay, it's all good. Take out your phone. All right. You need your phone for a minute. All right. All right. Now go to notes or somewhere that you can write something. Okay. All right. I want you to write this down. Write something down, okay? I want you to think of something that you desperately want and that matters to your future in 2017. Something that really, really matters to you. It could be a job, a uh, new job. It could be a promotion. It could have something to do with your kids. It could have something to do with your, I don't know, maybe you want a new car. I want a new car. I'll take a new car in 2017, in Jesus' name. But something that matters desperately to you in 2017. Write that down. Okay, and then next, I want you to write down some adjectives, okay? How would you feel if you received that in 2017, okay? Write down words that would explain how you would feel if you received that in 2017, okay? <clears throat> okay, now, go with me for a second, okay? I want you for a minute to imagine, thank you so much. I'm sorry, I got a little something, and I'm going to do my best to uh, not annoy you with coughing, okay? So I want you to imagine for a second that the thing that you desperately want and desire in 2017 is in this Amazon box. How many of you love Amazon? It has changed your life forever, Oh, my gosh, I know, the Browns. Look at their hands. They're up to the sky. I mean, come on. You can order milk off of Amazon now? How amazing is that? Okay, I'm just saying Amazon Prime, one of the greatest things I've ever found in my whole life. Okay, but I want you to imagine the thing that you desperately want is in this Amazon box. Okay, now the deal is this. You don't get this box until February 24th, 2017. Okay? That's the deal. On February 24th, 2017, you get this box with the thing that you desperately want so badly for right now. It is in this box, okay? Now, the reality is this. We're all believing, we're praying, we're standing in faith, we're trusting the Lord for things in 2017, amen? There's things that I want for my boys, um, if you're new here, uh, we have three boys. We have an 11-year-old son, we have a 7-year-old son, and we have a 2-year-old son. They're awesome. I love my boys. But there are things I'm praying for 2017 for my boys. There are things that I'm praying for our home in 2017. There's things that I'm praying for the church in 2017. There's things that I'm praying for my wife in 2017. So there's things we're all trusting, believing God for in 2017, okay? Now, I want to pose this question, though, okay? Is God good and faithful 
when you received this on February 24, 2017, okay? How many of you would go, yeah, that'd be awesome. How many of you would be like, I would be super happy on that day, okay? I would have a big smile on my face. I'd be praising God. I'd be super excited. It would be a really great day. Now, isn't that the day that you're supposed to have your baby? I just put those two things together. How crazy is that? Man, the Lord's speaking to you guys today, okay? All right, so, all right. Now, the question is this, is God good on that day, or is God good and faithful always? Because between now and 20, in February 24, 2017, there are 86 days between now and then, okay? So the question is this, is God good and faithful on this day, or is God good and faithful in the 86 other days also? Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to share a quick story, okay? How many know what this is right here? It is the greatest Christmas present God has ever made. It is a Nintendo, okay? How many of you had a Nintendo growing up? You played Punch-Out. Oh, my gosh. How many of you just, just played Mario way too much? You just Your fingers hurt, you know? Okay, so my man... Right back there told me all about this. He said, listen, he said, Jeff, Nintendo Classic's coming out. It's coming out November 11th. And I was like, man, I got to get one on November 11th. I am going to be there on November 11th. So I went to the store to see if they did pre-orders. They didn't do pre-orders. They were like, just come that morning, get there early. I was like, great, I'll get there early. Got up, got my boys ready for school, took them to school, drove to GameStop, get out of my car, hop in line with these other crazy people that are in line, and there we are, and we stand in line for an hour and a half, and all I'm thinking about for an hour and a half is I'm going to go home, and I'm going to play Zelda today, and I'm going to play Mario today. Mario 3 is my favorite game of all time. I'm going to fly with him. It's going to be a great day. You know what I mean? Like, we do this in life. You know what I mean? So for an hour and a half, I'm just focused on Mario, Mario, Mario. I can't wait to get this thing, okay? So they open up the door. They let us all in. And she goes, all right, here's the deal. We have eight Nintendo Classics. And I'm like, I'm like awesome. I'm going to get a Nintendo Classic. Until I started to count the people in front of me. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, you got to be joking me. And so, I, I mean, I'm just that stubborn that I just waited and watched every single person in front of me buy theirs just to make sure that there wasn't one left. And sure enough, there was not one left, okay? Now, I get into the car, and I, I kid you not, I promise you, I promise you, the Lord goes, am I good? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're really disappointed right now, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I am. I really wanted a Nintendo Classic. He goes, am I good? I go, yeah. I go, you're really, really good. Now, I didn't know this. I have an amazing wife. Five days later, she drove to Indiana. She found some sweet lady in Indiana that bought one for, she doesn't even know why she bought it, because the Lord told her to buy it, okay? And he, she sold it to my wife for 100 bucks. These, uh, one sold, one sold on eBay last week for $3,000, okay? And she sold it to my wife for 100 bucks. She drove to Indiana, came back because she knew how much I wanted it. So my point is this, okay? 
was God good even in the five days until I got it? That's, that's the question I'm posing today, okay? Because it takes faith to trust God. It takes faith to trust that he is good, that he is faithful, he knows what you need. He knows how to get you to where you need to go. It takes faith. Go with me to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We'll have it on the screen if you don't have a Bible. That's okay. Hebrews 1, verse 1, it says this. Faith is a reality, reality of what we hope for, okay? So it's substance. When I'm hoping and I'm trusting God, faith in my heart is the substance that I'm believing, yes, this will happen. This will happen. People have repeatedly asked me, you know, how's your wife's ear? And if you don't know about it, my wife a couple months ago woke up on a Tuesday morning. She couldn't hear out of her left ear, and she still hasn't been able to hear out of her left ear. And people ask me, how is she doing? And my response to them is, she's healed in Jesus' name. Why? Because my faith is in the word of God. My faith is the substance of things hoped for. I know that there's a day that my wife will wake up and she will hear perfectly and she will be 100% healed and whole. Faith is the assurance. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So faith tells us, hey, I can't see it, I can't touch it, I can't have it, I don't have it right now, but it's the evidence that I'm going to receive this. I will have this in Jesus' mighty name, okay? Now, there is an attitude to faith, and that's really what I want to talk about today, okay? And the attitude to faith equals out as this, gratitude, thanksgiving, and praise to God, okay? Gratitude, thanksgiving, and praise to God, okay? Uh, go with me, First Peter, okay, First Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 12, if you've got a Bible, okay, First Peter 3, 8 through 12, it says this, finally, all of you should be of one mind sympathizing with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, so he's saying to us, hey, look at people and look at them as brothers and sisters and treat them as a brother and a sister, be tender-hearted, keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. You're like, are you sure that this is the Bible? Okay, I don't really know if I trust this right now. Okay, you're like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. Instead, pay them back with blessing. Okay, that is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you this, his blessing. Okay, for as the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil, keep your lips from telling lies, turn away from evil, do good, search for peace, and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Okay? Have you ever met somebody that has a humble attitude that isn't a person of gratefulness and thanksgiving and praise? Okay? 
I've never met anybody that isn't like that. Anybody that I've ever met that has a humble spirit, anybody that I've ever met that has a meek spirit to them, they're naturally people that are people that go, man, I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life. I'm so thankful for his blessings. You know, Psalms chapter 103 says, do not forget his benefits and blessings. Keep them on your tongue. Meaning this, don't forget about the good things that God does. I tell my kids all the time, and it sounds so cheesy, and it sounds so dumb, but we were on our trip. We went uh, home to Chicago for Thanksgiving, and um, we were spending time with family and eating out, and, uh, and we were on the way home, and the boys were just saying, hey, Dad, thanks for a great trip. It was an awesome time, and I just said, listen, let's just be really thankful to Jesus. Let's be thankful for the food that he gave us. Let's be thankful for the car that he gave us. Let's be thankful for the gas that he gave us. There's something about having an attitude of gratefulness, praise to God. You know, we were together with uh, some friends a few weeks ago, and we were talking about this. We were saying, listen, if you could go back in time to any age that you were born one time, what age would that be? And I said, I'd go back to like 11 years old. 11 years old was like a great time in life, okay? I had, you know, the Chicago Bulls won their first championship when I was 11. Michael Jordan was huge. Uh, Nintendo was awesome. And life was pretty easy when I was 11, you know? You get up, mom's got food on the table for you, dad's working hard for you, you got good friends at school. And I said, you know, 11 was a great time of life, okay? Why, why do I think that way? Because I know now how hard it is to provide for my family. I know the sacrifice, I know the time, I know the energy, I know the effort that I pour in to make sure that my family's blessed. And I remember that 11 was a good time. So my son that now is 11, I remember a few weeks ago, he said this to me, we uh, left basketball practice and I'm his coach and his team and we were on the way home and we stopped Taco Bell and we're just talking and eating and we're on the way out. And my son said this to me, he said, Dad, I just want to say thank you for coaching me this year. It really means a lot to me. Now, as a father, how do you think that made me feel? I mean, that just filled my tank. My little 11-year-old son is grateful for his dad spending time with him, coaching him, okay? Filled my heart with love and gratitude, okay? So, what does that equal out then to be then? It means this, that I want to bless him more. When my sons are thankful and grateful for the things that me and Jess do or provide for them, it causes our hearts to be full and go, you know what? I want to bless you even more. I want to make sure that you are completely blessed all the time. Works the same way in the kingdom. God's our father, and he's a good father. And when we are grateful and we are thankful and our mouths are full of praise and honor to God, what does God do as a father? He goes, man, I want to bless them. They're my kids, and I'm super proud of them. I'm super happy with them. I want to make sure that they know how much I love them always. Go with me, though, to verse 10, okay? Verse 10 says this. Scripture says, if you want to enjoy Life. How many go, I want to enjoy life? That sounds like a good thing, enjoying life. The rest of you are all lying today, okay? I'm glad we have a bunch of liars in the house, all right? I know, I want to have a good life. 
I want a blessed life. All right? It says, how many want to have a good life? It says, keep your tongue from speaking evil and keep your lips from telling lies. Okay? Now, Peter, how many of we know that Peter was one to run his mouth at one day in time? Okay? Peter was one to just open up his mouth and say whatever came to his heart, whatever he felt in the moment. Jesus even looked at Peter one time and said, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because he just kind of ran his mouth. And so we find Peter, he's a little older, he's a little wiser, he's gone through some things in life, and he's telling us, hey, I learned a few things. If you want to enjoy life, he's telling us a key to life. He's telling us a key to living in blessing. He's telling us a key to our future. He says, if you want to live a good life with happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil. Okay? Now, so often, I think when we read the word or we're in church, we always focus on things that are negative instead of looking at the opposite. Okay? So if the negative is speaking evil and speaking lies, then what is the opposite of that? The opposite of that would be clearly what? Being thankful. Having words that are full of grace. Having words that are kind. Having words that are lifting up the name of Jesus. Having words that are speaking of God's goodness and mercy and faithfulness. Having words that speak to God's mercies that are new every morning. Speaking about who our God is. And when I use my words and I speak to somebody and I look at them in the eyes. We talked about this a few weeks ago. How powerful it is when we believe in somebody else. How powerful it is when we release encouragement. How powerful it is when we look into somebody and go, I believe in you. You know, Johnny this morning, you know, told me he's uh, applied for a new job today or this last week. And I looked at Johnny. I said, Johnny, I believe in the name of Jesus. You're going to receive that job. My words are full of grace. My words are full of encouragement. My words speak what the kingdom of God speaks. So Peter's saying, listen, align your words with the kingdom. Align the words with the word of God. Align your words with grace and mercy and love. And watch how your days will be filled with joy and peace. Watch how your days will be filled with God's goodness in Jesus' name. Okay? It's the key to receiving the blessing in God's kingdom. Uh, go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter 5. We're looking at verse 5 through 9. It says this, In the same way, you who are young must accept the authority of your elders. And all of you, dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. So again, we're talking about making sure that we're full of grace and love to one another, humility to one another. It says this, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Okay? So if I take that word humble, I could put in this thankful people. Okay? God gives grace to thankful people. God gives grace to people that wake up in the morning and go, thank you, God, for this awesome day. Thank you, God, for the sun that's outside. Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, God, that I'm not on the street. Thank you, God, for the heat in my house. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your goodness. I don't take it for granted. I don't take the country that I live in for granted. I don't take the season and the time that I live in for granted. Thank you, God. God gives grace to thankful people. 
verse 6. So humble yourself under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he'll lift you up. Look at your neighbor and say, time, 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 okay, time, okay? Listen, I think there's seasons that we get, our hearts just get sad because we're in a season of time, okay? And sometimes God's at work in the background, okay? I think there's times that we think like, man, God has fallen asleep at the wheel. Does he not know how I feel? Does he not know how I feel at this job? I feel like I'm going nowhere in this job. My boss doesn't like me. This cannot be God's best for me. And it feels like he is a million miles away. And we have times in our lives that we feel like, man, what is going on with my kids? What's going on with my job? What's going on with my future? And we're in this season of time, and we feel like God has fallen asleep. I think it's a lot like the disciples felt when they were on the boat, and Jesus was asleep in the boat, and they're in the middle of a storm, and the storm is raging, and it's crashing, and, there it's, and Jesus is asleep, and the disciples come to Jesus, and they go, what are you doing? Don't you see that we're about to die? Don't you see that we're about to perish? Don't you see the waves are crashing in? Don't you see the boat is filling up with water? Don't you see the storm, God? There's times in our lives our hearts get troubled, our hearts get sad because God is going, listen, humble yourself under my mighty power. Come to me in thanksgiving. Come to me in praise. Come to me in honor. And trust me, in due time, I am going to lift you up. I'm going to take care of you. Look, there are times as a father that I know I need to let my kids fail. It's okay. It's all right. There's times that I know that, you know, the other night um, I asked my son, Michael, I said, do you have homework tonight? What's the response of every kid in America? No, I don't have homework. No, I'm good, you know. And he said, yeah, I just, I, I want to play, I want to play 2K. And I said, okay. I said, you sure you don't have homework? And, and in my mind, I knew, he, I knew he had to study for a test the next day. Now, somewhere in his mind, he has thought that studying for a test is not homework, that that's something different than homework. So he said, no, I didn't have homework. So I knew that he had a test the next day. But I wasn't going to press it. I thought, you know what? This is a great opportunity, okay? So he plays 2K, gets up, goes to school the next day, comes back home, looks at me, he's like, Dad, <laughs> I failed the test today. I'm like, yeah, I thought you did. And he was like, what do you mean you thought I did? I said, you needed to study last night for the test, right? He's like, yeah, I, I really did. And I said, that was homework, right? He was like, no, that wasn't homework, Dad. And I was like, yes, it is, Michael. It's, it's okay. What am I doing? I, I love my son enough to grow, Okay. So there's seasons and there's times that God is growing you. He's growing your character. He's growing you. He's growing you to see, are you going to draw close to me? Are you going to humble yourself to me? Are you going to come close to me and allow my mighty hand and my power to go to work in your life to accomplish more than you could have ever hoped, dreamed, or imagined, greater than anything that you could have ever put together? Are you going to work with me? Work with me, son. Work with me, daughter. Take this time and be okay and just humble yourself to me. Come to me with thanksgiving. Come to me with praise. Come to me with the attitude of faith. 
Verse 7, it says this, give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Thankful people are not people full of worries and cares. You cannot be a thankful person and walk around with worries and cares. Because when I'm thankful and I'm full of praise, my eyes are not on me. My eyes are not on my situation. My eyes are not on my current, you know, bank account, job, kids, whatever you want to put into that slot. My eyes aren't on that. My eyes are where? They are focused on Jesus, the God of the impossible. And when my eyes are focused on that, my worries and my cares do what? You ever notice this? I don't know if you've ever noticed this. But people tell me this all the time. When I'm in worship, it's like Jesus is right there. And when Jesus is right there, it just feels like all the cares and the thoughts of the world just slip away. I'm like, yeah, because you got your eyes on Jesus. And when you get your eyes on Jesus, you see how great he is. You see how powerful he is. You see how good he is. You see how merciful he is. You see him reaching out in love to you. And when that happens, man, it fills your heart. And you become strong. And you become confident. Thankful people don't carry the worries of this world because their eyes are constantly putting them on Jesus. Verse 8 says this, stay alert though. Watch out for your enemy is there. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. So stand firm against him in your faith. What does Ephesians chapter 6 tell us? It says put on the armor. Put on the armor so that you can stand against your enemy. Take the word of God. Take the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take the armor of God so that you can stand your ground, stand your ground in faith and say, you know what? I'm going to resist the devil because I know that in this moment, I want to give up. In this moment, I want to think that God's not faithful. In this moment, I want to doubt God. In this moment, I want to have a pity party. In this moment, I want to feel bad about myself. In this moment, this is how I feel. But in those moments are the moments that you need to stand up and go, you know what? God is faithful. God is true to his word. God is more than enough. I serve the God of the impossible. If Elizabeth could get pregnant when she was old and the time was done and the season was over, God can restore and renew and do great things in my life. God is not done. We got to choose to go, you know what? I'm going to have this attitude of gratefulness. Uh, Guys, you guys can come on up to the front. Acts chapter 16. We find this great story, Paul and Silas, okay? Two guys filled with the Holy Spirit, full of faith, full of power, full of the presence of God. And so they go, you know what? We're going to go into the city. We're going to preach the word of God. And so they're in the city, and they're preaching, and they come across this lady that's a, um, a sorceress, and she knows how to tell the future, and she's going around, and she's telling the future, but she's yelling out, hey, this is Paul and Silas. They've come to tell you about Jesus. They've come to show you truth. And so this woman that's possessed by the enemy is speaking out against Paul and Silas. And Paul and Silas, they're just loving Jesus. 
Paul and Silas, they're just doing the right things, spreading the gospel, spreading the good news of our great king. It says this in verse 18. This went on for day after day after day. This woman came against them. So Paul gets so upset about it. He turns to her and says to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out. And instantly the demon left her. In verse 19 it says, the master's hopes of wealth were shattered. He's upset. He's angry. So he tells the city, verse 22, a mob formed quickly against Paul and Silas. You ever felt like that happens to you in life? Where like, it just feels like, oh my gosh, everybody's ganging up on me. Everybody's against me. Everybody's frustrated with me. Maybe my family's frustrated with me. Maybe my kids are frustrated with me. It just feels like a mob forms quickly against you. It says this, the city officials stripped them and beat them with wooden rods. I don't know if for you, but that's a bad day for me. I have no desire to get beaten with rods in the middle of a city. They were severely beaten. They were thrown into prison. And the jailer ordered them to make sure that they didn't escape. So verse 24, the jailer put them in an inner dungeon and clasped their feet to the stocks. This is like the nasty part of the jail. This isn't like jail like we think about today, okay? This is a dungeon. This is dark. This is nasty. They're beaten. They're bleeding. They're hurting. They could have bones that are broken. They're in the pit. I'm sure there's rats and mice and all kinds of nastiness going on. And they're stuck to the wall and they're chained up in this moment. For doing what? Preaching the gospel of Jesus, spreading the good news of God, healing, restoring, renewing people. But like I said, there's an attitude of faith, okay? And when you got it, it won't stay in for long, okay? It says this, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Listen, when you have faith in who your God is, when you have faith in the impossible, when you have faith to see who your great king is, it won't stay inside. It can't stay inside. It's something that just comes out. Think about anything that you've ever been excited about in life, okay? You tell people about it, correct? Your words are expressing what you feel about that situation or that person or that new car that you got, correct? Listen, it works the same way with faith. When your heart is full of faith, when your eyes are focused on Jesus, when you know the word of God, that thing rises up inside of you and says, you know what? Even in this moment, even in this frustration, even in this moment that I feel like God has forgotten about me, I feel, a, I feel like God has forgotten about what I need, about what I want, what I'm praying for, what my heart's desire is. I think he's forgotten about it. But you know what? I'm going to choose in this moment to stand up and go, you know what? I'm going to make my mouth full of praise, full of honor, full of glory to him. Because I know that he never forgets. He never fails. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So I'm going to praise my great king. They were singing hymns. 
verse 26, and it says this, and it's one of my favorite words in the whole entire Bible. It says suddenly, suddenly. Just look at your neighbor and say suddenly, suddenly, okay, suddenly, suddenly, okay, okay. Look, I believe in 2017 God wants to do some suddenlies in your life. I don't know what you wrote down. I don't know what you're believing for in 2017. But you need a suddenly, don't you? You need a suddenly. You need a moment where God shows up. And it's only God. You need a moment where his mighty power goes to work. You need a suddenly in 2017. Amen? God wants to do it. God wants to do it. God wants to do it. I don't remember your name. You told me your name. But I want you to know that there are things that you've been praying about. And God's going to do them in 2017 if you'll hold on and you'll keep your faith. God told me when I saw you that he was going to do it in 2017. God's for you. He's not against you in Jesus' name. Why don't you stand on up with me this morning? Amen. 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 So suddenly... There was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundation, and all the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Every prisoner fell off. Listen, I want you to understand something. When you are blessed, other people get blessed. Okay? When the goodness of God comes on you, other people see the goodness of God. When God's presence is upon you, other people get the presence of God. When there's peace and joy in your soul, guess what? Other people get peace and joy into their soul. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be blessed this year to be a blessing. Okay? Blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Come on. Come on. Let's just do this for, give me 30 seconds. I want you to close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, throw your hands up with me, okay? And let's just praise God. Let's just worship him. God, you are so good, so good. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Come on, open up your mouths. We praise you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you. We glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you that you never forget about us. We thank you, God, that you hear us when we pray. We thank you, God, that you see us every day of our lives, in every situation of our life. We thank you, God, that the word says in the book of Ephesians that your mighty power is at work in our lives to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. So we declare and we thank you, God, that 2017 is going to be the best to come, the best year we've ever had, the best financial year we've ever had, the best year in our job we've ever had, the best year with our kids, the best year with relationships, the best year with friendships, the best year in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. We praise you for it. We honor you. We worship you, God, for it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you something real quick as we finish up today. I want to encourage you to do something this week, okay? Something really simple. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but the Lord just keeps reminding me about it, okay? 
I want you to just grab your phone in the morning, okay, when you get up. Get up just a couple minutes earlier than you need to, okay? It's all good. You'll be all right. You'll live. You won't die, okay? Grab your phone. And I want you to just journal for the next seven days about things that you're thankful about, things that you're grateful about. Just the next seven days, living in an attitude of thanksgiving, thanksgiving and praise to God. It could be simple things. It could be things that God's doing, whatever. Just living in a place of thanksgiving and praise to him. Amen. Amen. And then when the day goes on and frustrations come, you just put your eyes back on that. You just go back to your phone. You go back to your notes. And you go, oh, yeah, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to let frustration rule my day. I'm not going to let anger rule my day. I'm not going to let bitterness rule my day. I'm not going to let this situation rule my day. I'm going to let gratefulness and praise rule my day. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. It's going to be a great, great, great year. In Jesus' name. Um, we, I totally forgot earlier. I didn't take up offering. Um, uh, we're going to take it up really, really quick. Three ways to give. Um, cash or check, you can put in the envelopes next to you. You can always give online, elevate.city. Uh, you can always text to give. Um, just want to say this real quick about finishing out the year. Me and Jess believe this 100%. The way you finish a year is the way that you go into a year. And so we always always finish the year off financially strong in the kingdom of God and making sure that we don't eat our our seed that God gives us. The word says that God gives seed to the sower. And so let's make sure in December we don't eat our seed, but we trust God with it and know that he is good and he is faithful. And even in the middle of Christmas and even the middle of buying presents, even the middle of all those things, God is good and he will take care of you in Jesus' name. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this great day. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We praise you. We give you all the honor and the praise. Lord, we thank you. The word tells us that when we give and we trust you, that you open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing and favor upon your people. And I pray that you would bless them and increase them in this month and going into 2017. We love you. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody agrees. Said, Amen. Amen. Listen, we love you so, so, so much. And uh, we are so excited about this month and whatever, all that God is doing. Make sure you invite somebody next weekend, Regift weekend. The weekend after that is Ugly Christmas Sweater Weekend. And then also we have our Christmas Eve service, Candlelight Communion Weekend. It's going to be great. We love you. We love you. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.